to Books, Kids, and Creations, a part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I am your host, Tracy Bloom, and I interview people who inspire and uplift future generations with their work, including authors. And I'm excited to speak with Janet Sumner Johnson, who is Utah-based author of um, a couple different books and one that just came out called Braver Than Brave. Janet, thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you so much for having me, Tracy. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so you've written some really, really cool books. Um, One of them, I was like, this looks awesome. It's about a girl who um, basically is trying to hire people to read books to her after, um, after, you know, her father steps out of the picture or yeah um, he gets a new job is the (laughs) yeah yeah and I was just I was looking at that book um and I was thinking what an incredible story do you want to talk about um some of your previous work and how you got into writing I just I'm always curious about how authors came to get into what they do well thank you um well I'll start with that question then um I have been writing since I was little, like I was in first grade, I was on the newspaper for the school. And in third grade, I entered the reflections, the writing portion, but I never wanted to be an author. So um, I just thought it would be way too hard. But when I was a junior in high school, I read this article about a girl who had an idea for Bugs Bunny. And so she wrote it in to the producers, Warner Brothers, and they ended up producing it and doing it. I thought, I could do that. <laughs> so I had, <laughs> Disney was just coming back with, they'd had The Little Mermaid and Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast. And so everyone had the big question, what are they gonna do next? They're running out of fairy tales. Right. <laughs> I had the perfect idea. So I'm like, I'm gonna write this up and send it on into Disney. And uh, I did. <laughs> it was supposed to be um, the Pied Piper of Hamlin. Oh. And, um, I got my first rejection letter as a junior in high school from them. And I think that was the first time I ever thought about something that I wrote being out there for people. And so I think that's really the start of, of where I became an author. I, it took me a while to still figure that out, but um, I kept that rejection letter and it, it still inspires me to this day. Like I can do hard things, I can try things. And you know what, getting a no is not the worst thing. That's um, right, that is so right. I mean, a, a lot of authors, I mean, people don't really understand how many rejection letters you get before you get the yes. And I'm sure that you, I mean, like all of us, we've had countless rejections and it's like, oh, but it is a step in that direction. It's just like knocking on all the doors till the one opens. It is. I have a roll of rejections that I made for my first book. If I were to add on to that for all of because even as an author, I think people don't realize that we still get tons of rejections just because we're published. They still keep coming. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so um, your newest book that you just put out braver than brave, the illustrations are incredible. Um, so how did, how did this idea come about? How did you, did that, was you inspired by something that happened or what? Yeah, my daughter inspired me with the, the idea of the general concept of the story. She just, everyone kept telling her to do something she didn't want to do. And they'd say, just be brave, just do it. <laughs> she was, she's like, mom, I'm so tired of people telling me to be brave. And so I thought, you know, I, I think kids get pushed a lot to do things by using that phrase, just be brave. 
And so I, I just wanted to play with that idea. Like, what if brave didn't look like what we thought it looked like? And then uh, my son, when he was little, we've gone to um, an amusement park and he, it was his first time he really wanted to ride the big roller coaster. And so we got in line and we waited and he, he, as we got closer, he was getting more and more nervous. We got to the front and he was like, I don't think I can do it. But, but then he saw the chicken exit. Like it was a real thing. Oh. <laughs> this big sign, like if you didn't go, you went through the chicken exit. Oh, He's like, he did not want to go through the chicken exit either. <laughs> right. So, um, luckily there was a super nice attendant and he was like, you know, if, if, if you want to go, it's fine. Lots of people go through the chicken exit. A lot of people are older than you, so you'd be fine. But if you want to try it, if you just can get past that first hill, you're gold. <laughs> so, uh, with his encouragement, my son tried it and it worked out, but I, that facing the chicken exit, it was such a, a literal thing of things that people do all the time. I, I thought that that would just make a great companionship to this idea of playing with brave. Yeah, so. I love it. And so when you went to, so how was your creative process? Did it take you a long time to put it all together or was it just ready to come out? You know, it didn't take me long. I, it's kind of silly. I, I wrote it up on my phone because we were on a, a car drive when she was telling me about the um, of people telling me to be brave. So I, I just like wanted to keep the idea. So I was putting it in the notes and I so I forgot about it. I left it there and forgot about it. And I went, was cleaning out my phone and getting rid of memory and stuff like that. And there was this idea. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about idea, that idea. So I went through the notes. I'd actually written a whole draft. Um, I was like, wow, I don't remember doing this. <laughs> but hey, so um, once I discovered it to when we ended up going on submission, it was about two months, but I mean, there was quite a bit of revision in those two months from that original draft. But um, yeah, I, it clearly took the time, like about an hour drive we had. So I wrote it somewhere in that time frame. Yeah. All on my phone. That's amazing. That's amazing. And yeah, that's not typical. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then so um, and you do have an agent. So I like to kind of touch on um, that process, too, because a lot of authors are out there trying to get agents. And that's kind of the gateway into the traditional publishing world. How did you um, come to find your agent? Because it seems like that's a wonderful pairing for you. Yes, it is. I'm actually my second agent. Oh, OK. But uh, my first agent, I found her uh, through a pitch party, pitch madness. They were just starting yeah. like the pitch parties. And so I think I had to like submit my first five pages and a pitch for it. And then agents could go on and read all the different pitches that, that were accepted. I mean, you had to get accepted into it at that time. And I, I was really lucky. I had some interest in that and got my first offer that way uh, with an agent I'd already queried who'd rejected me. So that was kind of fun. Yeah, that's, you know, that's just goes to show that you never give up, you know, just because it was a no the first time for something else doesn't mean that this next one doesn't, you know. Absolutely. And so much of it is timing and landing with them at the right time and what they're looking for. And just so much, so much is luck and timing. You can't give up. You have to keep trying until it hits that right one. Yeah. My second agent um, came a little bit faster when my first agent, she switched agencies and couldn't take everyone. So I was one of the casualties on that. Yeah. So 
I queried, I sent out a lot of queries and I uh, was very fortunate to connect with my current agent. I did an R&R, um, revise and resubmit for her. And so I, I got to see how she worked and how quick she was to respond. I loved that. Oh, wow. So um, I ended up with a couple of offers, but I, I just enjoyed working with her so much. I'm so grateful. So that was about a three month time frame. The second time when um, I knew a little bit more what I was doing <laughs> as an author. Yeah. And so then um, those books were published. Well, the recent one and the two before are all with the same publisher, correct? They are. Capstone, Capstone. Is, um, is the one who's published my books. I've Yay. been really lucky to work with them. They're a wonderful publisher. They just are really great. And so then did you get um, input in the illustrations for your work or? You know, I, I did in my contract, I had that I got to give input. And so I know a few, so when they had the sketches at the sketch point, I never talked to the illustrator, but she would send it to the art director who talked to my editor who talked to me. And so she'd forward those on. And I, I got to look at them and say, oh, hey, I think that this needs to change. Like these, you know, comments for the most part, they'd also send me the notes of the art director. So I could see where they were already leaning and they were really good. I mean, mostly I could say, yes, I agree. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. But um, there were a few things like there was one I, um, when you have the, not to give anything away, the uh, gingerbread man in Help Wanted Must Love Books and that scene, um, I made a comment about Shaylee. She was smiling big. I'm like, I don't think she'd be smiling in that scene. Right. So <laughs> and that changed. So some things changed. Some things I said, I really think it should be like this. And they'd be like, nope. <laughs> yeah. So, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how it goes. Cool. I always like hearing about like how books can come to life like that, because it's so exciting to see the black and white sketches and then it all it turned is. to color. And then there you have it in your hands. And it, it is. Yeah. Do you do it's, author events and book readings and stuff with schools and I do. I, um, I've done a lot of with, um, because it came out, I think everything shut down like a week after my book came out or so two, maybe two weeks. Yeah. So I've done a lot of online visits and online. I've read it to a lot of students that way, um, via virtual, you know, zoom meetings and, and Google meet and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I do, I do a lot of that. And it's a lot of fun. I, kids are the best. I mean, that's why I do what I do because kids just, they inspire me. Yeah. If you had to sum up, I guess, who you are as an author and what your content represents as a whole, do you have an idea as far as what that is? Like if someone looks at your work and goes, oh, that's Janet. <laughs> I, you know, I, I feel like it's kind of tried to say humor and heart, humor with heart. I, I love to laugh. And so I, I feel like that you're always going to find humor with what I'm writing, something that's silly or just makes you chuckle. Um, but I also really like to talk about big issues for kids that sometimes aren't, they're overlooked. Like in my first book, I deal with foreclosure. I, when I was planning out the novel and planning out what I wanted to say, I, it was during the recession and I, I had a friend who was going through that. She was going to lose her house and I visited her and her kids were there and it, it, you could see it, the weight of that burden on their shoulders. And I'd never considered how these adult problems that we put in the realm of adulthood really affect kids. So yeah. I, I think the other thing I would say beyond humor and heart is that the kid empowerment, 
Like you have so much more power than we often give you credit for and so many capabilities. So I just love to remind kids of what they can do and what they can accomplish and the influence that they have. That's awesome. Yay! <laughs> I love your books. I think they're so wonderful. And just like the um, the newest one that you put out, I, I did see it is available. It just came out. Was it a couple weeks ago or? Uh, yeah. So August 1st. August 1st. Just, That's awesome. Just barely. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> and then, um, okay. So do you have a book tour or anything planned for it? Or do you have big things in the works? I am actually working with another picture book author who's nearby and we are hoping to visit some schools and do some signings. We're, because it's, school hasn't started here yet. So we're kind of delayed and her books come out. She's got two coming out in August, so fun. Mid-August and the end of August. So we're looking towards like September, October. So we'll see, we're still working on, on setting all of that up. Yeah. But yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I'm really excited. I, it's just so much more fun to do visits with other authors and having that play. I've done that a couple of times before and I think kids really enjoy it too. Yeah. Seeing, oh, authors know each other. That's that's so fun. They're friends. Yeah, yeah. it's like a little community. It yeah. is. And I feel like it makes authors more personable. Like, oh, I've they, they're friends and I've got friends and that's, you know, just makes them more human and less up on a pedestal, which right. I love. Yeah. Yeah. I could see you selling this book at theme parks. <laughs> I know, right? I yeah. I want to take it to the original one, which um, Worlds of Fun was the original theme park where the chicken exit was in Kansas City. I'm like, you should sell this book. Yes. <laughs> it's all of the roller coasters and everything. It's, yeah, I'm really excited about Braver Than Brave and hopefully it can have a big impact on kids who maybe are put down because they're not brave the same way that other people are, that it can encourage them. You know what? I don't have to be, I can be my own kind of brave. Right. Yeah. I love that. So, um, for future generations that are either looking to become an author or, um, maybe don't have that bravery that you speak about, what advice do you have for future generations who, um, are just kind of looking for some, some inspiration? The first thing I would say is believe in yourself. Like you are stronger, like it's the Winnie the Pooh thing, right? You are stronger than you think, braver than you believe. And I, I forget the exact phrase, but kids, future generation, you can do so much more than you think you can. If you just put in the effort and put in that work and just try, try new things, maybe some things won't stick and that's okay. Um, that's what life's about exploring and discovering who you are. And it's hard to do that if you don't try new things and, and open yourself to doing and being and becoming. So, um, and then I, one other piece just for kids in general, and, and I think this, well, it could apply to adults too, is kindness is never misplaced. Like kindness opens a lot of doors. And I think that people don't realize that a lot of times they think they have to power through things and there's, you know, show my strength and my, all my quote unquote bravery that the world claims to be bravery. Um, sometimes the bravest thing you can do is to be kind to other people. And that really does open a lot of doors for you and, and doing a lot of things in your life. Yeah. 
what wonderful advice. That is so good. And it, I think it just sets a tone for so many people. I mean, it's just words that we need um, and a good reminder to be kind, to, you know, believe in yourself. And I love that you talk about kindness opening doors because it is true. I mean, even from, if you go and volunteer somewhere, it's happened countless times to me where I've gone and volunteered somewhere and then somehow an opportunity for something was presented to me there where I found a good yes. friend there or a connection I wouldn't have gotten. So um, yeah, it just goes to show that kindness can open all kinds of doors. Absolutely. And I love that you point out about the friendship. I mean, not all doors that open are going to be like monetary or propelling <laughs> you with something, but friendship, that's a huge deal. Like finding those friends that you connect with, yeah. um, make the world of difference throughout your life. I know I've got a lot of friends I've met through being an author that just, I don't live near them. I live miles and miles and miles away, but they, when I have a, an issue, a, a worry, a concern, I can just call them up and they make everything better. And I'm so grateful for them. So I love that you brought that up. Yeah. Isn't that nice? I have a couple author friends that live miles and miles away, states away and mm -hmm. I got to meet one for the first time in person. And I was like, oh, I so fun. like a family reunion. It was so, so neat to, to have that community and that friendship. And isn't it amazing? You meet them for the first time, right? But it doesn't feel like it. It's right. just, like, like you I said, family. Like, yeah, I feel like I've known her my whole life. And I'm like, oh, I guess we are meeting in person for the first time. But yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, Janet, it has been so much fun having you here today. Um, we will post links to your books and to your website so that people can go and check these books out. They're incredible. They're funny. They're empowering. The illustrations are beautiful. Um, what a wonderful author. Check out Janet's work. And um, thank you so much for being here today. And thank you again for having me, Tracy. It's been fun to chat.